I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Rolling into the weekend on a Friday. Welcome to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you as we discuss the offseason. We'll also discuss playoffs, even though the Bills are not part of it anymore. we got the AFC and NFC title games coming up this weekend. We'll be discussing that in hour number two with the one and only Greg Cosell, senior producer from NFL Films. And we also have, as we do every Friday, the OBL Friday Fan Mailbag. Any question under the sun on the Bills or the NFL at large, fire away. We will do our best to answer them with coherent and competent responses. <laughs> no guarantees. No, yeah, That's right. Well, we don't <laughs> know what we're being asked. Results so may how vary. How can we guarantee? Results may vary. Yes, results may vary. <laughs> Batteries not included. Um, yeah. So here we are, the Friday before the conference championship games. I think it's been interesting, Steve, how much Patrick Mahomes' ankle can move the point spread line. Because (laughs) they went from, I think, an initial favorite to then a one- or two-point underdog, and now it's swung back in favor of the Chiefs, where they're like a a one-and-a-half-point favorite again. All because Patrick Mahomes went from, oh, what's the ankle going to do, to not wearing an ankle brace to his press conference, Hopping to practicing down. fully in practice. Yeah. And we just got word that the Bengals, again, are going to be without starting right guard Alex Kappa and left tackle Jonah Williams. They have been ruled out and of Sunday's Collins. game. Well, yeah, he was out for the season. We knew that. But, yeah, those two guys at least had a shred of hope that they could play, but that is not going to be the case. So we'll see. It- all these you talk into the competition and the questions in each game, and you kind of think you talk yourself into either team winning, and I get all that. I, <clears throat> I think the Chiefs, and I said this last week though, and I was completely wrong. I think the Chiefs are going to lump these guys up. You don't talk about another. If you haven't heard, the Bengals are referring to Arrowhead Stadium as Burrowhead Stadium because yeah. he's you know three and zero against the Chiefs, you know, and he's. Uh, Burrow has is undefeated against Mahomes in his career. Um, 
if I'm the Chiefs, man, I am hot about that. I am hot. Yeah. And the and the we saw the Bengals are you know they don't they don't lack confidence in talking about how good they are and how good they're going to be and how bad you are and what they're going to do to you. They, I mean, they have no com- they have no qualms about talking. Well, before the ha- before the game, the Chiefs are not immune to falling into that trap either because their linebacker Willie Gay was asked this week what impressed him about the Bengals' offense, and he said nothing. That was his answer. Nothing. That. I think that's a mistake. Yeah, you don't want to do that. And Zach Taylor said it himself last week. He scours the internet looking for any shred of of bulletin board material he can find. Disrespect. That one is going to be in all caps, boldface, and 48 font on on the Bengals bulletin board this week. It is... If you're have if you have a team that's a that, gift. If you have a team that is struggling or whatever, you need to fire them up or whatever. Disrespect is the elixir that fixes that. When you disrespect guys and their professionalism, their team, their accomplishment, whatever, challenge their manhood. Take your pick. It is the absolute magic elixir for getting a team angry enough to play football. Not well, that you have to be angry to play football. You shouldn't have to get up to play this one. But I mean, this still, is... you want to play your best. And when you play your best, it's when you are highly motivated with some animosity towards your opponent. Right. And, yeah, that – when you say nothing about their offense impresses you? What impresses you? you about their offense? Nothing. nothing. That, is, that is an absolute, in my mind, absolute mental mistake. Not much worse than the Bengals disrespecting not only, you know, Burrowhead Stadium. To me, that's because now you're disrespecting the fans, too. Yeah, it's and this tends to happen and it'll probably happen even more going into the Super Bowl because it's two weeks for a war of words. But you'd like to think that. Like, there were a couple of Chiefs players that were trying that were, you know, the media's trying to bait them into saying something remotely controversial. And two or three of them just wisely said, We're just gonna let our play do the talking. And I was like, Yeah, you right. know, where has that been? Because I don't know what it is, why it's so hard for guys to keep their mouth shut. If you if you don't want to back down and sound meek with an answer, just say no comment. Right. Just say, yeah, I'm not commenting on that. Next question. The, and, and I'll say this. Um, it's a lot better than giving them motivation because it does year, do that. Last year, the, the Chiefs, I mean, it's, you know, you talk about, you know, they, got, they were three and Burroughs 3 0 against Mahomes. The Chiefs were up 21 3 in that game last year. 21 yeah. 3 with five minutes to go in the second. Yeah, I think I think if I remember right, Cincinnati shut them out in the second half. Uh, the Chiefs got a got a field goal to tie it up in the fourth quarter oh, with okay. no time. Oh, that's right, because it went to overtime. overtime. Never mind. So yeah, that happened. Held them to a field goal in the second half. I'm like, uh, might you know? The over under is only 48 for that game, hmm. which I think most people would would consider low. Knowing the offensive firepower of those two teams, you know what I mean. So, 
Maybe some of some, the some unknown of, about Mahomes' maneuverability is a part of that number. But it's interesting. They, you know, 48 I, points, you're talking. There must be factors 20, that we're tw- not aware of that are 26, playing 26, 23, like when somewhere they get in there. late in the year and the weather and the, and the, the coldness keeps the scoring down, I guess, maybe. I, I didn't even know. look. Did you see what the weather's supposed to be in Kansas City? Mm, I did not. It's going to be cold, I'll say that. Well, it's I, I mean, I grew up out there. It's cold. It won't be. I doubt that they'll get precipitation in any form. Let's see what it says for Sunday. Woo! Sunny! High of 25. Low of 14. It, it's cold. And when it's clear and sunny and cold like that, it's colder than usual. Because the, <laughs> the, the clouds keep the heat in. Don't believe that it's 25. It, it's colder. It's colder. It's going to feel colder, I'm telling you. Okay. It's going to be bad. I just don't want it to be windy because I want to see two offenses at their best. As much as I don't want to watch the Bengals play these days, I'm still a little sore. So that is what it is. The NFC game, I think, is going to be a slobber knocker. Those two defenses. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a low-scoring game because the quality of those two defenses between Philadelphia's league-leading pass rush of 70 sacks this year and then the Niners' front seven, which just shuts it all down. I don't know if both teams get to the 20s. I think yeah. the winner of that game is probably winning 23-17. I'm kind of with you. I think that game's going to be a slugfest. Um, Slobber knocker. It's all, and, and as we've been talking about with the Bill, I think it's all at the, at the line of scrimmage. You know, I worry about Brock Purdy in that one. I don't know. I don't worry about Brock Purdy because Shanahan is not going to put that guy at risk because he's got to have him to win this game. Well, you better have max protection. So they're going to play. I, I think they're going to run at that team. They don't want to. You don't. Yeah. Wanna, you don't want to drop back and let them pat, rush the passer. Or you're gonna, they're going to have seventy five sacks. So I think. I think you run right at them and just play action them to death and try and get small. Just get the ball out of Purdy's hands into those guys and you know. Six, five, four to seven yards every play is an absolutely stellar day. You know, don't look for the big play. Just move it. That is just... the one area where Philly is average, 16th against the run, 24th in average yards per carry against. So I, th- I think they're going to – I think San Francisco is really going to test that. And the thing, too, is if it is like we think it's going to be where it's going to be a low sword, that will never take the run game out of it. You know what I mean? They'll never get one-dimensional right. if, if the game is close. I think they'll continue to just grind it, and that's they just wear them out, wear guys out. So I, I I agree with you. I think the NFC game is going to look much and feel much different than the AFC game. The NFC game is first. The AFC game is second. So it's gonna be, it is going to be cold in Kansas City. So by the time they kick that thing off around six o'clock, it's going to be about eighteen degrees. That's going to be chilly. Chilly, chilly, chilly. Let's go around the NFL, which is presented by Kaleida Health, the official health care system of the Buffalo Bills. Former Jets offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur has landed in Los Angeles, where he will be the O.C. of the L.A. Rams. His brother, David LaFleur, used to work for Sean McVay. Now Mike LaFleur is going to work for Sean McVay in L.A. with the Rams. We saw late yesterday during our show Frank Reich, the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers, and 
I'm happy for Frank. And, you know, I, that team ran the ball really well down the stretch last year. And Frank knows how to draw up a run game. So I'm interested to see what that's going to look like next year. Of course, they have the quarterback question to answer because I believe Sam Darnold is a free agent, even though a lot of people down there would tell you he actually played pretty well down the stretch. I don't know if he's their long-term answer. So does Frank get a quarterback in the draft for once <laughs> after trying to work with veteran after veteran the last yeah. couple of years or is he, in is Indy? He, is he going to have yet another starting quarterback, like Derek Carr or somebody like that, and parachute in again? Um, yeah, Sam Darnold is a free agent. That is confirmed. And we had uh, – who was it uh, we had on this week on the show that said, you know, don't Doug Farrar. Yeah. Doug Farrar said, you know, don't kid yourself after he studied the film. He said, Sam Darnold did not play as badly as people would make it out. But I'll say this, the guy that's their head coach now in Carolina knows what he's looking at when he sees a good quarterback or a bad quarterback. The question is, what's the guy got left in his tank and what can his ceiling be? So I think it's really interesting. I'm, I'm happy for my friend, Frank. I thought he deserved it. I thought what happened in, Indianapolis was travesty. Yes. I thought it was a big mistake on a number of levels. So, um, and there's, you know, so we'll, we'll see who, who comes out on top this, you know, as this thing shakes out over the next year or two or two or three years, whether uh, Frank's a good head coach or the Colts owner is a good owner. We'll see. Um, I, I know who I'm betting on. Speculation continues to swirl in New York where the Jets are desperate for a veteran quarterback. And the speculation surrounds one Aaron Rodgers. The 39-year-old is taking his time to make his decision. And, of course, the Packers have a hand in that as well as to whether he's going to continue his career with the only team he has ever played for in Green Bay or if he will agree to a trade. So the New York tabloids are having a field day with this, so much so that one reporter ran down Sauce Gardner and asked him, would you mind if the Jets traded for Aaron Rodgers? And Sauce said, yeah, I wouldn't mind. If you were a defensive player on the Jets, would you mind after watching that quarterback abomination of execution this past well, season? The problem is it might take Sauce Gardner. They might have to trade Sauce Gardner. <laughs> yeah. They're probably looking for draft No, you can trade for Aaron Rodgers. Oh, you're trading me? Yeah. I mean, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take a, a – Yeah. Yeah. A frontline player. And a you're first not going to get. Pick. Let me just this just. You're not going to get Aaron Rodgers for a seventh. <laughs> right, right. You know, right. Uh, so, and Green Bay is sitting over there going, "We're not letting him go for yeah, that." You're not getting him for a song. All right. So yeah, all that's on the table, and it'll be interesting to see what the Jets want to do. You certainly don't want to cripple his ability to be successful if you trade everything away to get him. Then and, he comes over and you're bereft of all the draft picks you just took that were so, so. Comp- so much complimented by the rest of the league and you and me even they drafted great so what are they gonna do give Brees hall to the packers and sauce gardner yeah well i i don't think it would i don't think they would do that um those are two cornerstone players on their offense and defense respectively the jets have some work to do on their offensive line because even three or four of the guys that they had playing for them on the offensive line are free agents upcoming George Fant, Connor McGovern, Dan Feeney was a backup. Nate Herbig started for them. He was a guard. Cedric Abwehi was a guy they picked up late in the year to fill because they didn't have anybody healthy. 
What's going on with Makai Becton? Is that guy ever going to play again? So they got some fixing to do on the offensive line. And Aaron Rodgers, say what you will about him, the guy does his homework. He's going to look at that Jets roster and go, uh, you're going to have an offensive line by August? Right. Because I'm not going there to get my head handed to me. Right. So right now the Jets, be if the Jets traded for him, they, they've got the 13th pick. Green Bay's got the 15th pick. So they would pick 13 and 15 in Green Bay if they traded the Jets and the this year's one plus whatever else you're talking about. Yeah. You know, the Jets, I mean, think about it. The Jets could say, okay, here's what we'll do. We'll trade you this year's 13th pick and Makai Becton because he's a really good player, but he hasn't played for us. He's been a little injured, but he's a great, he's a, you know, gifted player. And let's go. I don't think they're doing that. Right? Would Beckton you do that? Can't even control his weight. Forget about his. Would you do history. the New York? Would you do the thirteenth pick and next and what another one next year or another a two next year, or would they want it more urgent? Would they want it one and a two this year? Yeah, hard to say. Um. Yeah, I. I don't even know what the going. I don't know what the compensation is for a 39-year-old quarterback who's a two-time MVP and is only a year removed from his last MVP award. So, the guy can still throw, um, and he's right. I, I've said it before. He's the most accurate quarterback I've ever seen in my life. The 13th pick would be equal to, oh, it's not even half of what the number one overall pick would be. So if you if you've got you know, if you got if you're going by the value chart, you'd have to give that and probably the jet mm, two, which is forty three overall, and then probably maybe a three next year or something. You spread it out if you're the Jets, you know what I mean? You can't give them everything this year. It's not like you don't want to do a Ricky Williams trade where you trade every single draft pick of your in your draft for one player. Right? Right. Or a Herschel Walker trade. That's interesting. I, I just still don't think it happens. I think Aaron likes the attention in the offseason. Whether he intends to really take advantage of it and leave. It happened before. Brett Favre ended up with the Jets. At the end of his career, it could the same thing could happen with Aaron. He could end up someplace else. What have I always what have I said about the great ones, Brownie? It rarely ends well. Right. It rarely ends well. And the Jets have been down this road before. They did it with Brett Favre. Right. That's why. Yeah. That's what I just, yeah. He went to the Jets. Well, they went to the Vikings first, but yes, then the Jets. Yeah. And he was only there for one year, and it was eh. Right. Well, he's it was meh. It's that. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers can still go though. You got to. I think if you're the Jets, you don't want to waste any more time. I mean, the guy's old now, and you got to find out if he's interested in it. The Packers say he's on the table. They'd be willing to do it if Aaron wants to. It's a big cap number. May have to re- re- rework some numbers, but if the Jets are in on this, of course they will. There's some, uh, you know, and it may not be the Jets. It may be Carolina or it might be Miami, somebody like that. Miami is, has been known to pick up the phone a little too early in the conversation. 
with the collusion or the tampering that they were accused right, of and right. fined for. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think so. I, I just can't see it. What I, is your biggest stumbling may... block with it? What do you think? What is the biggest stumbling block for you? Aaron saying no? Yeah, I don't think Aaron wants to go anywhere. I think he wants to. He saw how it went. I think he. He saw he, how it went for Russell Wilson in Denver? <laughs> and Brett Favre. Well, true. But they did get to an NFC title game in Minnesota with him. And the loss to the Saints, who won the Super Bowl that year. Uh, okay. I'm just saying, like, it didn't work for Russell Wilson last I've said year. It. That's for sure. Here's the thing. Aaron, I, to, I keep calling it, he's this, he's this wild donkey that doesn't, he has, like, he's no, he's not married, he's a single guy, he's, like, he travels and goes wherever he wants, does whatever he wants, and not, not held accountable by anybody. He doesn't owe anybody anything. He just runs his own life, and, and so I... I think he does this in the offseason just because he can. And there's nobody to say, hey, what are you doing? Make a decision. Let's go. Because you got dozens and dozens of really important and very wonderful people waiting on your decision. You know? You got right. your teammates in Green Bay, the, the front office in Green Bay, who you've got a, probably a lifelong relationship with some individuals in that organization. And you've got other people on other organizations that can't move ahead. Nobody's there telling him, going, hey, bro, let's go. Tell him what's going to happen here. And the long, and I, I, here's the thing. He's got to be smart enough to know that the more for, forewarning he gives teams, the, the better it is for him. So if he's going to leave, he wants that other team to know he's coming way before he, you know what I mean, as early in the process as he can so they can start helping him. Yeah. So, I, I just think that's not going to happen. I think, it's, I think it's a rerun. What if it does happen? Are the Jets suddenly right there with the Bills? Pretty close. It, right it, there. Give, it gives me pause. They're, I'll say that. They're right there. It, gives me, it, it makes me pause for a moment. If they get them, I think they're right there. Because he right will there. he will raise the level of that receiving core, and they've used high draft choices to improve it. Mm-hmm. You've got Elijah Moore, who was a second round pick out of Ole Miss. He's a he's an emerging slot receiving target. Garrett Wilson, I think, is going to be a proven number one wideout by next year. Had a really strong rookie season this year. Oh yeah, and they still have Corey Davis, who's you know. Okay as a three, I guess. He's not great. He's okay as a three. Brees Hall's coming back. He gets nicked every year. Brees Hall's back in the backfield. You have Michael Carter as your pass catching back. You've got Ty Conklin, who's a a young tight end who's on the ascent. You've got to fix the offensive line. That's the issue for them. They've got to fix that offensive line. They've tried seven ways to Sunday, and none of it's worked. Either due to injury or guys just not panning out, or I don't know. Here's, how about coaching, this, Brownie? So you're the Jets, and really you need to draft some O linemen, and they got to come in and play. Would you be more apt to say, how about this, Green Bay? Instead of giving you two twos or two ones, we'll give you two ones and a two if you don't get your first one until next year, not this year. We need our first rounder this year. You know what I mean? 
Right. I think that's the dilemma for them because they still know they have some building to do on the offensive side of the ball. I can so certainly as much free as they agent like, that. I think veteran quarterback is firmly on their radar. Whether or not it's Rodgers, I think, is well, if the it's question Rogers, because of the yeah. compensation you'd have to give up to land him. That's the issue. You know, If you can get another veteran quarterback just as a free agent or something like that, well, then it's a different story. You know, now you just have to pay the money. You're not giving up assets or draft capital or players that are on your roster. Right. Yeah, that's uh, – I think it would be really intriguing and a lot of fun if Aaron Rodgers was on a different team next year, no matter who it is, whether it's, whether it's the Jets, Atlanta, Miami, Carolina, whatever, Houston. Uh, I think it's really intriguing. Certainly it probably won't be Carolina – um, because they want to take him, put him outside the conference. So it'll be like Miami, Houston, New York Jets. Yeah. So I don't, wonder what the wonder what New England would give up to get Aaron Rodgers. Oh, they could give up all their draft picks because they don't know how to use them anyway. Right. It's a wash. Yeah. I still Cole Strange. Do you know what? It still blows my mind. Can't believe it. It still blows my mind that the Patriots got Randy Moss from the Raiders for a fourth round draft choice. Is that criminal? They got what? Randy Moss in a oh. trade with the Raiders for a fourth round draft choice. Because Randy Moss went to the Raiders and he stunk up the joint. Like nothing happened. What is it about the Raiders? And receivers going there. I mean, Devontae Adams put up numbers this year, so I guess that one worked. But before that, there was a long stretch of receivers that went to the Raiders in free agency and didn't do anything. Randy Moss is one of them. Who's the other guy I'm thinking of? Jerry Rice was at the end of his career, so you knew he wasn't going to be as productive as he was in San Francisco. Um, I'm thinking of – I just had another receiver in my head, and now I just lost him that went to the Raiders and did absolutely nothing after he went there. And he was a productive player. Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah. The, the point I was trying to make was that was highway robbery. And Randy, Randy Moss, Moss for yeah. a fourth. Why yeah, that's the Raiders money. so dumb? Because <laughs> we paid for that. We paid for that. The Bills in this division having to endure that guy. Do you remember the Sunday night game here, 56-10, to 10, when he had four touchdowns in the first half? Thanks a lot, I Raiders. I remember that. God, so frustrating. Really, really frustrating. Um, there is an interesting report coming out of Miami, Steve, that Tua Tungavailoa remains in concussion protocol and as a result will not be participating in any Pro Bowl activities. He was named a first alternate for the AFC team. Um, but according to ESPN.com's Marcel Louis-Jacques, it's a deliberate progression through concussion protocol. It's not because of any setback. So let's just say, so here we are, conference championship weekend. Still in the protocol. Still in the protocol. Aaron Rodgers to Miami. Hmm. That guy was, he, he, might, he'll be he at, might still be enamored. Stephen Ross with, will still be after Brady. Right, he may still be enamored <laughs> with Brady, you know. Um, I don't know. Here's a, another interesting development. So Shea Tierney, who was an offensive assistant here, 
uh, under Brian Dable on the offensive side of the ball, went with Brian Dable to the New York Giants, where he was promoted to a quarterback coaching position. We all know the good year that Daniel Jones had for the Giants. Shea Tierney apparently is getting some credit for that. He is going to interview with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for their vacant offensive coordinator position. Tierney has worked with Dable since his days at Alabama as the OC. And then he came up to Buffalo with him from Alabama. Now he's in New York with him at the Giants as the quarterback's coach. He is getting interviewed in Tampa for their vacant OC job after Byron Leftwich was fired down there. So we'll see how that goes. Good luck to Shea. He was a good guy when he was here. So on, isn't it amazing how some of these young assistants catch fire and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, that guy, he went from offensive assistant to quarterback's coach to offensive coordinator in three seasons. That's an impressive ascent, you know, as an assistant coach in this. And it it happens fast. It happens when you get a guy that he does work with, he works with on the same staff with Josh Allen, then he works on the same staff where they get the most out of a guy like Daniel Jones, and he starts getting some credit, and some of the guys above him start saying, yeah, this is the guy. Yeah, it happens fast. It happens fast, particularly when you do it with different entity, different bills, like Bills then, and then the uh, Giants. Yeah, I mean, I see it happening, but you know, these these hiring cycles are always fraught with biases and and preconceived notions, so you kind of got to you know, watch out for that. But you know, these sometimes these teams decide who they're going to draft, who they're going to hire next before they even fire the guy that's on the staff now, and they still got to go through the process. Mm. We are going to take a break here, but a reminder that the OBL Fan Friday mailbag is open. You can give us a call at eight zero three zero five fifty. 1-888-550-2550, the number to get on board if you want to do it that way, or you can hit us up on the tweet sheet at One Bills Live. We will get to your calls and your tweet sheet comments next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.